You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on this season of Bachelor in Paradise and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 364. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Well, it's Big Brother finale night, so I got to have somebody on who is a former winner of Big Brother. We are bringing back Rachel Riley, season 13 winner. You've also seen her on The Amazing Race three times, Celebrity Fear Factor, The Traitors last season. She's coming on the podcast for the first time since... She came on after the Trader season was dropped on Peacock. We're going to talk to her in a little bit about everything that went on uh, this season on Big Brother, her thoughts going into finale night, and talk a little bit about her time on the show and Amazing Race and the Traders and stuff like that. So we'll get to all that momentarily. Now, for those of you that are going to be listening to today's podcast, just know that from the get-go, I make it very clear we are talking about HOH number one and HOH number two winner. If you don't want to know, I would suggest not listening to any of this podcast because they've already been played. You know, they started showing us what the last five minutes of Tuesday's episode was the beginning of HOH competition number one. Well, somebody won that and then somebody won HOH competition number two. And those two people will now face off tonight in the final HOH of the season. And that winner will determine who's going to sit next to them in the final two. And if you don't want to know, again, don't listen to the podcast. But I'm sure a lot of you that are listening right now probably either do want to know or already know who won and how things are going to maybe play out tonight. So, but we talked to Rachel about all this stuff. There's just a lot going on uh, this season with the jury. We, we, we break down the jury and kind of look at them and what they're going to be looking at when they're determining a winner this season. We talk about Rachel's really good friend outside of the game, Sari and her effect on reality TV and her effect on other people and why this cast never went after her earlier in the game. We talk about AFP. We talk about a potential all-star season coming up. I think we're going to find out tonight that there's either going to be an all-star season or a celebrity season coming at the beginning of 2024. Julia's already hinted at it, uh, you know, all-star slash legend season. And I ask Rachel straight up, does she know anything about it? Has she been contacted? And if she hasn't, if she was contacted, would she do it? And she does give an answer. She doesn't hide behind her feelings on that. So, so much to get to uh, with Rachel Riley. So uh, look forward to that coming up in a few minutes here. The Daily Roundup was released a couple hours ago. And the first half of the podcast is talking about former Bachelor producer, Alana Noel, who has a podcast called Recipe for Crazy. And yesterday, she released part one of a very scathing podcast in regards to her ex-boyfriend, a guy named Scott Marson, who was also a former producer on the show. Today, we're getting part two 
I go over a little bit of what she said in yesterday's podcast, but a lot has to do with kind of the why, because she talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, but I noticed this a couple of weeks ago when Alana started going off on her Instagram stories. You guys alerted me to this, and I said, okay, well, I need to check this out. And I went to Alana's Instagram page, and she was going off on her ex-boyfriend, Scott, for this. And what it was was Scott hard-launched his new girlfriend, which Alana has made it clear in yesterday's podcast. Like, she doesn't care that he has a new girlfriend, but in his caption for hard-launching his Hard launching his ex-girlfriend a couple weeks ago, he spent three quarters of the caption trashing his ex-girlfriend, which, you know, I've got some thoughts on that for sure. Uh, he also has a very big pet peeve of mine uh, when it comes to past relationships uh, that he mentioned in that caption that I wanted to point out as well. And then we talk a little bit about what Alana talked about in her podcast yesterday, but uh, part two is coming today. I'll listen to that when I get a chance today, and we'll discuss it a little bit more in tomorrow's Daily Roundup. But definitely some tea spilling, definitely some stuff that you'll find interesting because, you know, very rarely do you ever get a producer from this show that has a podcast and actually talks about their time working on the show and stuff that went on behind the scenes. I mean, this is the stuff that you guys all live for. You love reading when Ducks Moy posts something that's related to the Bachelor franchise and, you know, this couple did this or this couple's on the rocks or whatever the case may be. This is coming directly from somebody who worked on the show. So you can't just say like, oh, they don't know anything or whatever. It's seemingly they were there and they witnessed or were made aware of things that happened on this show. So um, they, the thing is that what Alana, one of the things that Alana doesn't do is she doesn't mention names. So I'm not going to sit here and throw out speculation. Have I heard rumblings about some of the stories that Alana told? Uh, yes, I've told you for years. The amount of things that I know and the amount of things that I've heard about contestants on this show, I could write a book on. But I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be just this gossip boy and I don't want to be somebody that's attributing to this stuff without showing proof. And while I have proof, that proof would be revealing a source, and I'm just not going to do that. So um, nice to hear that a former producer on this show is revealing stuff that I've kind of pretty much told you about over the last 10 years that I've been giving away spoilers. Just how much things are going on behind the scenes that the average person just has absolutely no idea about. So when we get part two today, I'll listen to it. And, you know, lay out exactly what she said. And maybe we'll be able to piece something together of who she's talking about. Nothing will be 100% confirmed because, at least on yesterday's podcast, Alana didn't give us any names. But when she talks specifically about being a producer and having to go fly to bring somebody down to a location, we kind of know who that was, you know. So... Uh, there'll be more coming today, I guess, and we'll listen to it and hopefully we have some more, but that's on uh, today's, uh, daily roundup that covered what she said in part one of her podcast yesterday. And then I also talk about survivor dancing with the stars and the challenge. 
This podcast is brought to you by Way. We're heading for the holiday season. Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? Maybe you should. Think of Way when you do, because if you don't get all your holiday shopping done as early as you hope, Way is making it easy to give you way better gifts this holiday. You've got the detox shampoo that cleanses product buildup, hard water deposits, dirt, oil, and other impurities, safe for all hair types, including color-treated or keratin-treated hair and Brazilian blowouts. The hair oil is nutrient-packed, absorbs quickly, keeps color from fading, and revives damaged hair easily. I really love their skin lotions because it's getting colder. Especially here in Texas, we can get down into the 20s and even the teens sometimes. We haven't hit that yet, but we had a cold front move in a few weeks ago that got us down in the 30s uh, early in the morning. And when it gets cold, my skin gets very dry. Waze products prevent that from happening, and I need it desperately. So you save 15% off site-wide when you give the gift of Way. Whether the person on your list has fine, medium, or thick hair or multiple hair concerns, Waze got you. So get on your way to save for the holiday. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com for 15% off statewide and enter promo code REALITYSTEVE. That's theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com for 15% off with promo code REALITYSTEVE. Also, let's not forget Ibotta. How does Thanksgiving sound? This year, Abata is giving you cash back and help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants their turkey without gravy? Starting this month, for the fourth year in a row, Abata is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Other apps give you points and stuff. Ibotta gives you real cash back. You can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or even gift cards. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers when you too when you start uh, using Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. For me, Best Buy and Lowe's are the ones I use the most. It's great. Be able to get cash back and not have to deal with some sort of point system from other stores? No. Give me the cash back. That's what I want. So here's how you do it. You download the Abata app now and use promo code REALITYSTEVE to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting this month. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code REALITYSTEVE. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use promo code REALITYSTEVE. And also this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Now, they have been a podcast sponsor for a while now, but this is the best deal they have to offer. GreenChef.com slash RealitySteve250. That's the URL you have to go to. That's the website. Type in promo code REALITYSTEVE250, and they are giving you $250 off your order. GreenChef.com slash REALITYSTEVE250, promo code REALITYSTEVE250, and get $250 off your order. GreenChef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's get going. Podcast number 364. All right, let's bring her in. Uh, she is the winner of season 13 of Big Brother. You've seen her on three seasons of The Amazing Race, Celebrity Fear Factor, Snake in the Grass, last season's hit show, The Traitors. 
It is Rachel Riley. Rachel, how you doing? Hey, I'm so good. Thanks for having me back. So we are recording this the night before um, the finale for Big Brother. It's yeah. airing. It's airing Thursday. Later on tonight, we will crown the uh, Big Brother 25 champion. So we're down to three people, Crazy. Matt, Jag, and Bowie. And um, yeah. I do want to say that we are going to cover the fact of what the spoilers are for going into tonight's episode. So if somebody's listening right now and you don't want to know who won HOH1 and HOH2, I suggest fast-forwarding or maybe not even listening to this because <laughs> yeah. the rest of the podcast are going to be talking about scenarios and stuff like this. But so give you give you about one second. Okay, here we go. Now. Matt won HOH1, Jag won HOH2. They compete against each other uh, in tonight's finale, meaning whoever wins will decide who they sit next to in the finals. Consensus seems to be it doesn't matter who wins the final HOH because Matt and Jag have been boys all season, and they are taking the other one to the end, and Bowie Jane's basically getting booted. Um, Matt wins. It doesn't matter who he takes. He beats both Jag and Bowie Jane. Jag is the one that's a different story because – if Jag somehow turns on Matt and takes Bowie Jane to the finals, he wins. But if Jag takes Matt to the finals, I'm basing this on hearing jury talk that in the clips that they've shown us and post-show interviews with a jury of Corey America, Cameron Blue, Sari, Felicia, and seemingly Bowie Jane, it seems like this jury values Matt's social game over Jag's comp wins. So my question to you is yeah. this. It's a two-parter. If Jag wins final HOH, what do you think he should do, and what do you think he will do? I think he has to get rid of Matt. I mean, if he wants to win, like, look, at the end of the day, it's a game, and I get it. It would be so hard. They've played this game together, but I think if he wants to win, he has to get rid of Matt. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would get rid of Matt. Look, I took Portia to final two and almost didn't win. Um, It's hard to get rid of your friends because you form these relationships that are like, you know, you, especially after a hundred days, it's like you're really forming a relationship. So I think he's going to take Matt, but I think he's going to try to say that his argument is that he played a better game. Um, Now, you know, what's funny. I think that Bowie, has played and this is such an unpopular opinion a really decent game like she's made a lot of mistakes but she won all the hohs that got out the big like technically making big moves in the game right like she's kind of like been playing a social game where she's never been on the block and people always like underestimated her but i don't think I think they still underestimate her too much going into this final jury vote. So I don't think she will win anyways. And the fact that she wasn't able to get herself a spot from final one or two, I think that that's going to seal her fate anyways. Yeah. I agree with you that Jag should get rid of Matt because if Jag's sitting next to Bowie Jane, I just think he wins. I, I, I understand that the jury is, he seems to have pissed off more of the jury than certainly Matt has. That's why I think Matt beats yeah. him. But if he's sitting next to Bowie Jane, he definitely can get four votes. Um, right. Because I think they will value what a game he has played over Bowie Jane, who really didn't do much until, while she did win three HOHs, they were late in the season. And I just, I think they they will 
they will value Jags' consistency all season. The fact that yeah. Comp Beast um, over over her. I think he beats her. I, I, I don't know what the vote would be, but I think he gets at least four, and he beats her. But, yeah, yeah. if he's sitting next to Matt, I, I honestly think if he's sitting next to Matt, the only vote he might get is Bowie Janes because <laughs> yeah. she, she hasn't been corrupted by the jury who are all talking right now, and every single one of them, like I said, and in post-show interviews that I've seen them do online with, you know, with EW and all this stuff and the stuff that we've seen in the jury house, they keep talking about how Jag has burned too many bridges and pissed people off. So yeah, I don't think he's he's getting, he's only getting Bowie Jane's vote if he, uh, or if he's sitting there with Matt, I think that's the only vote he can get. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that that is how that's going to spin the wheel for him because he has had, a crazy season where he was evicted. He was playing, you know, a safe game. Then he had to come back and he had to play an aggressive game. Um, so I think, you know, I think he from versus him versus Matt did play a better game, but part of big brother is, you know, that social game aspect. And he's just made all these people in the jury so upset. And I don't know how he did that, but like, yeah. they're just, real mad at him <laughs> Yeah, they're not they're not happy with him and they think that he no. backstabbed too much and maybe matt did the same thing because matt was part of everything that jag did i mean they're a, basically a twosome in there but matt just has i guess you know more of an innocence to him and it doesn't look like he's yeah. ever gotten anybody mad at him and right and that's mm-hmm. fine if the jury wants to well, award social game over compliments that's their prerogative but that seems yeah. to be the way they're leaning that's why i don't think jag wins i i honestly don't think that there's going to be any the only way that there's any sort of um, mystery to tonight is if Jag turns on Matt and says, no, I'm taking Bowie Jane to the finals. Because other than that, Matt's winning tonight. He beats Jag and he beats Bowie Jane. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. And I think Matt has worked on getting to know people this season where he had had a lot of personal chats with people where he had, you know, sat down and he really built a bond with Sari. He tried to build a bond with most of the jury members, maybe not America and Corey, but most of the other jury members, whereas Jag was more of a bro. And I think that that it did get him. We saw that happen with Paul. You know, people just never value. They always felt screwed over by him. And we saw it with Dan, you know, like they didn't value Dan's gameplay in season, what, season 14. And so Dan didn't win. So I think it's like, yeah, what you're saying is, is Definitely, I could see yeah. a Matt win tonight. Yeah, I think I think what we're looking at is it's going to come to it's. Well, first off, Jag has to win tonight's right. final mm-hmm. HOH comp because if he doesn't, if Matt takes Matt can beat both. So if Matt wins, he's winning the show, and it's just a matter yeah. of is this going to be another seven nothing? Is is it going to be a shutout vote? I think if Matt is sitting next to Jag, like I said, I think Bowie Jane would be the only one who would vote for Jag because she hasn't been corrupted by the jury uh, at the jury house. So I think Matt would beat Jag six to one. And I think Matt would beat Bowie Jane. If he decides to turn on Jag and take Bowie Jane to the finals, I think Matt beats Bowie Jane seven, nothing. I just, I just don't think it's going to be close, but yeah. um, Yeah. So the decision will be one. If Jag wins tonight, does he take the shot at Matt? I, I don't think he's going to, even though he has said in his his confessionals, like, look, I'm here to win $750,000 and I know Matt's tough. And, but he's his boy. I just think morally he doesn't want to turn on his guy. And he might even think that the jury uh, wouldn't respect that where I think they would think the opposite. I would think they would think 
this is your chance and you pulled the biggest move of the season we'll you know we'll vote for you but i yeah, yeah totally i don't think he's going to i really don't and he's going to cost himself no. seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. i agree i think he's i think that he's not going to do it i think he'll take matt no matter what yeah. it's just it's plus it's also really hard yeah. i mean i will say it's like that final when you make a deal with someone in that final minute especially if you've been working with them for a hundred days it's just like I mean, you're turning on someone that you've now known for a third of the year and it, people are like, oh, you just met this guy. Oh, this person. But you've you've lived with them for a third of the year. Like there's 300 days in the year, 100 days. That's a third of the year. Yeah. You know, it's just like I don't think it's going to happen where either one of them are. They're not diabolical Dr. Will gamers, Dan gamers. They're not going to turn on each other after knowing each other for, you know, uh, having played this game together. And the thing is, even if Jag knows, because Jag's even acknowledging it in his confessionals, he's very well aware that Matt can beat him. And yet yeah. he's like having this debate on whether I should or I shouldn't. The fact that he's having a debate means, in my mind, he's not going to do it because yeah. it would be pretty simple if he's really interested. And and look, and maybe it just sits better with him in his mind, his own peace of mind that, look, I was I was loyal to my guy. This is the type of person I am in my in my real life. I don't turn on my friends i think people would understand if he did because there's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars at stake here like it's not like he hates matt and all of a sudden he's gonna trash matt and say matt's a bad guy and you know fuck him no it's just like hey it's a game i want to win and i don't think i could beat him in the end so why would i take yeah him? you know it's like i just don't think these people are gamers no i don't <laughs> think so either i mean that's the thing i think if we were if this was an all-star season and this was their second time back even i think that we would see more game gamers but like i just don't think that these people are gamers they're just you know when they play that game for the first time you don't really know how to play you don't really understand that the 750 doesn't seem real almost well not only are they not, i think they're just more they're super fans more than they are gamers yeah. you know they, yes they love yep. the show they love being there they love being on it and yet you got to play the game if you really want to win. And like you said, it's all their first time. And and I, I get it. And I get that you establish friendships in that house. It's almost impossible not to when you're literally, you know, enclosed for 100 days out of the year. You can't not. And there's going to be lying and there's going to be backstabbing. And I, I understand that because it's impossible unless before every vote, the person who was being voted out was told, hey, it's going to be you. I don't know. Right. Some people seem to have an idea uh, on some votes, but I don't think that's the way every vote. Um, you know, it's it's impossible. Like the de like you, for example, just take any one of the two seasons that you were on. When it came to day of voting, when it came to live eviction day, did the person who was going home most of the time know because of less people talking to them, less people looking at them in the eye, or uh, was it? You, were you guys kind of making it known like, hey, it's going to be you? Most of the time it was known. I would say there's a few votes. That people were blindsided. Um, I think I think most of the time you the person that's going home also gets a feeling like because when I was up for eviction and I thought I was going home or I, I did go home, I knew that that was I knew it was happening. Like I had a feeling it was going to happen. And you kind of just have a feeling because people act differently toward you. Like, yeah. I know it sounds silly, but reading people's uh, emotion or like reading people is like 
a skill. And I think that you're oversensitive in that big brother house. And so you're really reading people in that big brother house. If you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, okay, this is definitely like, that's all you you're can, not talking to me as much or you're not smiling or you're like acting a little weird. You're standoffish, yeah. you know, that's all you can do at that point, especially if you're on the right. block, you're just trying yeah. to get any clue you can to be like, okay, this person, yes. this person talked to me all the time before and now I'm on the block and it's yeah. like, I can't even get a word out of them. Right. You know? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, you know that the, that person is going to vote you out. You know that they're having talks about getting you out and people don't necessarily come up to you and say it. Um, but they're either your good friends or your enemies will come up to you and they'll be, have no problem telling you. But other than that, like it's kind of a, you know, toss up, like you don't know. Okay, so I see what you're saying. You're never specifically told. Like, no. the people that are all voting for you saying, hey, we've just decided, Rachel, that it's going to be you tonight. It's just more along the lines of you have a feeling. Yeah, exactly. And or you, if if you're if it's your best friend and they're like, everyone is talking, or I think that you need to watch out. Like, everyone's thinking you're going to go home tonight. Everyone's saying it. Like, that can happen where it's like, but they're not 100% sure. And people, so like, I would do this too. When it when you know someone's like in a, a group with someone or someone is like aligned with them, you don't tell their number one ally, hey, we're voting out your friend. You kind of try to like lie to their number one ally because you want the ally to think that their friend is safe so that if they think they're safe, they're not going to like give the ally the heads up, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. I yeah. I get that. Now, I you haven't been in the house, obviously. You haven't played this season. We can only judge by what we have seen on television. And if you you know, ever paid attention to the live feeds or whatever. But if you were on that jury tonight and it is Matt and Jag in the finals, who are you voting for? I, gosh, that's a hard one. I think I would, I, mean, I think I would vote for Jag. Really? Cause okay. I think like, I think he had a uphill battle from being evicted to having to pull it back together. Most people that are evicted go out of the house the next week. And he was able to turn everything around. And I'm not as impressed by all his veto wins because he was never really in danger. And he didn't really use a lot of the veto wins to save like his allies or to make big game moves. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that like his comp wins have really like swayed me. But I would think that I think that he's played if I was in the jury and I was in that house from what I've seen, I would, I would think he's, he had played more of a, like a harder game than Matt. Although Matt did play more of a social game, but by that same token is Matt just more of like a chill guy who is like playing a social game. Cause Matt, in my opinion, like the jury thinks he played a better social game and he built relationships, but he didn't do that out of like, you know, playing a social game. He just did that. Cause that's who he is. Like, hmm. you know, he made friends with people he had to make friends with, but he didn't make friends with like America or Corey because he didn't feel the need to. So I felt like, I feel like he wasn't, he's not like a person that was like, like a Felicia who genuinely sat down with everyone and made conversation with them, you know, or a Sari who was de like, definitely had the social game aspect where she's like making conversation with everyone to get to know them and to like really make them feel comfortable. Um, I think Matt kind of just fell in line with like sitting in the right room with the right conversations or like asking questions when everyone else is asking questions. I didn't ever, I, in my opinion, just from watching the show and the, whatever live feeds I did see, 
I never really felt that Matt was like, I felt Matt always had his boys, his, his jag. And, you know, he never really deviated from that. He was on like team Sari for a while. Um, But besides that, like, I mean, you know, he's, he didn't really strike me as someone that was like really playing big brother. I felt more like, honestly, I felt like he was hanging out and like having a good, I mean, maybe a a good time if you can, but (laughs) you know, having a good time, just kind of living in the big brother house. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, gameplay, I think Jag beats Matt, but yeah, I'm not on the jury and Right. Mm-hmm. I think this jury is just leaning more towards we like Matt more than Jag, and that's what that's literally yeah. what they're basically like. They're mad at Jag. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. I and, agree. And that's I know. and that's probably why it's going to play out the way it is tonight. And Matt's going to win unless Jag wins final HOH and decides to cut him. Um, you mentioned Suri. Obviously, you're good friends with Suri off the show. You guys did a couple shows together, Snake in the Grass and and Traders. When Suri was first announced on this show, I was like, Oh my god. Number one, Suri's on another reality show. Like CBS <laughs> loves know. Suri. Like it's it's unbelievable how much they love this woman. Um, but secondly, I was like, I mean, if these people are smart, they got to get her out of there. She, you can't let this woman last. Right. I'm like, I'm stunned that Suri made final five. I can't believe I... they kept her around this long. And for the beginning of the season, when they had that one seven person alliance of her, Felicia, Bowie, Jane, and Heisem or whatever, like they were kind of, and uh, Izzy, they were kind of running the show. And I'm like, I cannot mm-hmm. believe they are letting Suri do this. If the longer she lasts, the more dangerous she becomes. So, you know, Suri off air. Uh, what is it about her that is, I mean, I just watching on TV, very endearing, um, just so likable. But in a game aspect like this, why do you think? That whole house didn't be like, hey, guys, she's great. She's one of the best reality TV contestants out there. She just won a series, uh, you know, to show yeah. called The Traitors, <laughs> where she has to lie to people to their face. Yeah. We need to get her out of here. How, how come you think they never went after her early? Gosh, well, I don't think they knew that she won Traitors because I think that would have been a big red flag. They didn't know about Jared. I would have thought that would have been a big red flag. She was smart maybe to not let them know Jared was in the game with her. But I thought that that would have been her undoing because I knew someone would know. Izzy knew. Izzy just loved Sari and Jared and didn't want to betray them. Um, Same when Blue found out. Blue, even on the way out the door, Blue didn't want to betray Sari saying, hey, I know you're Jared and, you know, you have that relationship with your son. So I think – like the, I mean, three played a really great game, especially like that she should have been gone every week <laughs> because they should have gotten rid of her for winning. She won the traders. She's a survivor legend, and you know her son was in the game. Like all these things compounded. Like she, I can't believe she lasted as long as she did either. But I knew that. I told her on the phone before the show. I was like, you know, this is the thing. You're either gonna go home right away they're gonna find out there's a super fan they're gonna find out they'll know you did traitors i was like you know you have to have a game plan for that i was like or you're gonna make it to the end and i think you could possibly i think you could win like i really thought that she could win because she's so 
good at these interpersonal relationships. Like she just builds these with the social game. You want to be her friend. You want to tell her, I mean, look, like she had such a great relationship with Izzy that Izzy never ever once felt like she wanted to turn on Sari. She had such a great relationship in the end with blue who she didn't even barely like in the beginning <laughs> that blue never turned on her. Um, and, you know, Matt loved Sari, um, you know, not enough to keep her, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, he like, you know, wanted to work with her. And I think that like that what about Sari is that she's just when you talk to her, she asks you questions that are meaningful and she makes you feel heard. And I know that that's like a interesting thing to grasp on a reality show, but in these games where they're so driven by social game when you feel heard by someone it's a really big like a really big deal because the rest of the people are listening to you trying to figure out like how you can make them get you their motive what right like how are you going to do something for me whereas Sari you feel like Sari wants to do something for you so it's like almost like that like salesperson that can you know that sells the like iced, you know, in Alaska or whatever. She's like that where she's just good at like making you feel like you need to be her friend or you need this. Like she's, and she's also looking out for you. You feel like she's looking out for you. Well, you mentioned the thing about the traders. I mean, clearly the traders had already been released on Peacock before Big Brother even started. It's just kind of weird to me that when they did talk to her, I think the only one we ever saw, I'm sure they did because obviously there's so much footage out there and, and maybe on the live feeds they did talk about her being on Survivor and a Survivor legend. Uh, Corey's the only one that seemed to, you know, bring up her past reality TV history a lot. Yeah. I, I unless he did it on the live feeds, it was never on TV about no about traders. It was always about Survivor. So I wonder, did these people just not know Traders was a show? Did they not watch it? Did they not know she won? I I don't know. I might have missed it. I didn't. I don't think watch they any knew she. She she's really smart when so Cameron brought it up on the it was on the live feeds. I don't think they played it episode. Okay. Cameron brought it up to her. Hey, my mom watched this show Traders. And I think you were on it, right? Like the show on Peacock or something, the Traders. Like he wasn't really sure about it. His, he said his mom had watched it. Okay. And he said he thought he knew Cody was on it. I think that that's what the conversation was. That he knew that Cody was on it from Big Brother, and that he, I think he knew I was on it from Big Brother. Um, but I think he knew Sari was on it, but he wasn't like watching the show. Had no details. So on I it, don't, really. think, right? I don't think he knew the details. And Sari was really smart about talking, uh, talking around the show, and nobody asked her if she won. Yeah. Nobody, like that's the thing. Like no, I don't understand how nobody was like. Oh, how did you do? Like, they really didn't even ask her, like, did you win? Did you like, maybe they assumed she didn't win. (laughs) Why, you know, like, why else was she on Big Brother? She must not have won. I don't know. (laughs) Well, Clearly, outside of Jared, the other 14 people in the house had no idea that she won, had no idea about what that show was about, which was right. Same exact thing of, look, it's just all about interpersonal relationships and voting people yeah. out and being deceptive, being deceptive. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's about it, it's about as similar to Big Brother as you can get. Uh, the traders was. And yeah. the fact that she won it and it was never brought up, I, I think, played a role in maybe her lasting as long as she did, because if for yeah. some reason, like 
the weird thing is Izzy seemed to know, you know, Izzy knew right away that Jared was her son, but Izzy, as far as I know, never brought up traders. Like, how do you know Jared is her son, but you don't know her winning a reality show that was I know. pretty similar to Big Brother, unless Izzy did and never brought it up. I don't know. It didn't seem like she did. Well, I'm guessing Izzy was a Survivor fan and not – I'm thinking – I think that Izzy – and I don't know because I haven't watched a bunch of Izzy videos – um, but I bet she said it in an interview. Um, I think she's a Survivor fan and recognized Jared and was like, wait, this is too coincidental that isn't Ceri's son named Jared because Jared went on Survivor. So I'm thinking that that's what happened. But she does just because she's a Survivor fan doesn't mean she watched Peacock, you know? Yeah. That's what I think happened. And I think same thing. Like, I think just because these people like went on Big Brother, they're younger you know, a lot of them were like probably watching Big Brother right before the show. They probably weren't focusing on like watching other reality shows because they were just trying to go on Big Brother. So they probably didn't even really think about watching Traders or they didn't think, you know, they didn't really watch it to like the whole season through, obviously, because otherwise, you know. <laughs> Since but if you would have like Googled Sari, I mean, that's the thing, like. It blows my mind because they obviously aren't just like they maybe they just weren't Suri fans. Maybe they were like, you know, just fans of Survivor. Yeah, I mean, if you followed Suri on her Instagram, you, yeah, you, you would, would know known. she was on another show that she ended right. up winning. Um, yeah. <laughs> since it's pretty, uh, since we both think that what's going to happen tonight is is a Matt victory. I guess the only other question becomes AFP. And again, I, I think we're getting a back-to-back -back season of a sweep I, I believe last year because like i said i people that know me and listen to my podcast and I, I told you this a while ago but i don't know if you remember that i did not get into big brother until season 21 that was the first season yeah. i'd ever watched so i've only watched five seasons but if i'm if i'm remembering correctly taylor winning the season last year and winning afp is the first time that's ever happened yeah okay yeah that's correct. I think we're getting it again. I think Matt's winning AFP. I just think America no. loves him. Yes, he's going to win it. You think Matt's winning AFP? It's going to be it's going to be Matt Suri and I don't even know who the third person's going to be. I, th I think it'll America, be maybe. Ugh. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Felicia? I don't know. I just feel like uh Who do you think's winning AFP? Who's your pick? Oh, I think Suri. I think Suri's winning. And that's cuz she's my friend. But no. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> I, think I wouldn't she's be surprised because I think the alumni have rallied behind her and she has all of us plus the survivor alumni plus like the the super fans of CBS shows plus like the just from watching the show she was very likable on the show so i think that she wins afp because of that yeah that's um, true yeah that's true i didn't really think about yeah. all the just cbs fans that know right. of her cbs fans i think vote for her anyways yeah i think but then, I, I certainly think matt sari they, they narrow it down to three right they'll tell us three the final yeah. okay so it'll definitely be matt it'll definitely be sari and i don't even really think it matters who the third person is but no i, I think I, it could be i think it's either america or felicia just from what i've seen on twitter interesting okay i wouldn't have yeah. i wouldn't have suspected either of them felicia maybe oh really i just think maybe people love the fact that she was on the block eight times uh, I think so too. And I think she's seven. funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that. America. No, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I never would have seen the that. The showmance people love the showmance. Really? That's the thing. There's big brother. So you're a new big brother fan. 
you have to remember the Big Brother fans that have been on this train with us for you know since the year 2001. Yeah, we love the showmance. The showmance is goals. Like there's people that watch Big Brother for the showmance, and we root for. I mean, I do. I love America and Corey. Their showmance is so cute. Um, I root for their little showmance. I think it's adorable. Um, you know, we want to give that like vote for them. We want to see them on another show together just because like there's that whole like dating show kind of aspect, right? Why do people love dating shows? Cause you want to see the cute couple fall in love. So like people, the people love the showmance. And I think that that brings in a lot of fans for America. And I think it would be Corey or America, but usually people are like, vote everyone, put all your votes toward you know, America or all your votes that you would vote for Corey America toward uh, Corey or whatever. But I think it's, I think it's going to be America, Sari, and I didn't think Matt, but I see what you're saying. America loves that the viewers love Matt. The other thing is that, and speaking of showmances, we had two other ones this season. We have, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want to call Jared and uh, Blue a showmance other than they were just, having sex. I mean, it just seems like they, right. were, they were more of a, <laughs> yeah. a lustful hookup on the show versus two people who were, you know, we've seen Corey in America cuddling and talking about how many amendments there are and getting all turned on by that. Um, yeah. You know, I, so there's, there's Jared and blue who were technically a showman's. And then we've got this, I don't want to say it's a bizarre relationship, but, and I, and I can't remember how many days exactly she was on, but like, this whole thing about Matt and Riley are literally going to be a couple tomorrow tonight after the show ends. I know it's so weird, when right? It, when she was on, she wasn't on more than twenty days, was she? No, but listen, I guarantee you, if he wins, and especially if he wins and wins America's favorite house guest, oh, she is knocking on his door, calling him, posting a million photos with him. Well, the fact that they she on his HOH towards the end there. He's got a picture in there of Riley hanging out yeah. with his mother, like his mom. I know, so crazy, right? Yeah, and he even said, like, I've, well, I've got a girlfriend after this. Me is that when he and then when he was like on, okay, so when he was uh, telling her, like, right before she went home, that she had a crush, he had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. She didn't really respond. Yeah. She was just like, okay, like if I liked a guy and he told me that, and I was gonna go home. I would be like, I have a crush on you and then kiss or something, you know, just like to let him know. But like, she did not. So to me, I think it's kind of interesting also. Well, the other thing is I just, number one, he barely knows her. And yet he was talking about it a couple days ago that like, I'm going to have a, I can't wait to see her. I'm going to have a girlfriend when this thing ends. Like he's already, yeah, he's already saying they are together tonight after the show ends. And I'm just like, this is really bizarre. You haven't seen her in about 80 days. I know. You know. I don't know. I mean, she seems like a nice girl. We just don't know a lot about her. She didn't last very long, you know? Like, yeah, but I think, like, you know, he's young and she's hot. And yeah. That's yeah. how, isn't that how young, hot yeah, relationships I guess, work? I guess, I guess that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's true. See, and, I, and look at The Bachelor. Yeah, that, well, that too. I mean, well, you know, it's funny because, you know, when I, you know, when I said I got into the show in season uh, 21 and, you know, then subsequently started dating Kat about a year later. Um, you know, I didn't really think about, it was weird because I've never, I had never dated anybody in the reality TV world that was ever on a show, but boy, did I hear from big brother people 
once that became public. And it's just like, it's a, it's definitely a, it's definitely a thing. And I didn't really know, and it had nothing to do with, I, I mean, I don't want to say it had anything to do with Kat and I's relationship in terms of affecting it at all. It was just, it was just a thing. Like you had to, I was, you would hear stuff that you didn't ask for, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, wow, it is, it is kind of a thing and it's not for everybody. I don't think I could ever do that again. Um, not because it, like I said, not, it sounds like it did affect the relationship, but it didn't. It just had not, it, <laughs> but it was something that I was like, okay, well just know that if you were to ever date anybody in the reality TV world ever again, you at least know, especially a popular show that's been around 20 years, just know you're going to get unwanted opinions. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, all the time, yeah. all the time. And so go and on. people tell you things that like you didn't even know oh, yeah. happened <laughs> that happened on the live feeds. <laughs> well, for for that season in particular, yeah, I I just heard a bunch of things, you know, once it became public that Kat and I were dating and it's just like again, you have to deal with stuff coming from troll accounts. And it's like, you have no idea if it's true. Do you take it to the person and say like, hey, I'm hearing this about you. Did this happen? Because then it's like, well, and then if they say no, it's like, okay, well, then why is this person telling me this? And it's like, what, you don't trust me? Like, it turns into that. And it was really, yeah. you know, just it's just not fun to deal with. That's why maybe reality show people love dating each other because they're so used to it. Me, not being a person yeah. who ever <laughs> dated anybody in reality TV, I was just like, I had, I had no idea this is what was part of the deal <laughs> like yeah, until, until it happened it's crazy so i mean explain it, it, you know we talk about showmances obviously you met your husband on the show see i don't even know what season you met him on was it the first one you did 12 or 13 did you yeah we met on 12 you met on 12 <laughs> i met him on the first season yep and did he do did he come back for 13 or no that was just you yeah we did 13 together as a duo oh, there was a, a duo. duo's twist oh yes. okay i didn't know mm -hmm. that Okay. Yeah, there was a duo's twist. And then when, how soon after 13 was your first Amazing Race season? Um, So after 13, we left. So the show ended in like, I want to say like September maybe, yeah. August, September probably. And then we left in November for Amazing Race. So... September, October, we had a month off and left in the next month for Amazing Race. Gotcha. And then what point in your three Amazing Race uh, appearances did you guys get engaged? Between one and two, <laughs> two and three? Or... We got engaged after the first Amazing Race. Okay. So, oh, no, sorry. We got engaged after the first Big Brother. What am I saying? We got engaged. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we went back on the show as an engaged couple. Oh, I didn't, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we met on big brother in 2010 on season 12. We went back in 2011 on season 13 as an engaged couple. We had gotten engaged in February. So we got engaged Valentine's weekend in February. And then we went back in the house, I guess in like June or whatever. Yeah. Oh. I think we had gotten our call. Like we got engaged in February and I think they called us in May, March or April or something, something like April or May. Probably. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Did not know that. All right. Wow. Yeah. So something that you brought up earlier, um, you know, briefly, you mentioned about all-star seasons and stuff like that. 
Yeah. So there is some rumblings right now. Uh, I think, I mean, there's rumblings, but only because Julie has said something in an interview where, hey, Big Brother fans, uh, we've got some, you know, big news coming up. And we all know that there is an actor strike still going on in Hollywood. So we know that networks have to start filling their rosters with programming. And Mm -hmm. seemingly we are getting another season, an additional season of Big Brother, probably in early 2024, that we don't know if it is in celebrity season, if they're going back to that, or if they're going to do an all-star season. But certainly that's going to be probably announced tonight. I would think we're going to know for sure what it is. Unless it's already out there and people know and I'm just not tuned in. Do you know if it's a celebrity <laughs> or if it's an all-star season? I don't know anything. No, I, I think we're all waiting to hear the news tonight. <laughs> Why do I not believe you? <laughs> I don't I know. Figured, I figured you knew. I literally... I don't know any. I think I think I'm excited, just as as excited as everyone else is to hear what her announcement is and what her like what they have planned. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be something very exciting. Okay, so let me rephrase the question. Let's just say there is an All Star season that's coming up in the beginning of 2024. If you were to be asked to be on an All Star season, would you do it? I think I would want it to be like a shortened season, you know, like because uh, you couldn't couldn't be away from your family for that long. I couldn't be away from my family and life for three months. I also don't think I could like handle three months in Big Brother. (laughs) Like honestly, at my like point in where I'm at in life, um, when I did Big Brother for three months, I was in my 20s, single, you know. And then I came back with my husband, like my fiance the next season. So at this point in my life, I'm, you know, mom, married, two kids, about to be 40. Like, (laughs) I think I would need it to be like, you know, a season that's a little bit shorter, a little bit more, uh, you know, more fun than like too crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's Big Brother, so I'm sure it would still be crazy, but... Just yeah. not as long. Yeah, and, yeah. We, and we know. And when they did do those, were there two or three celebrity seasons? Three, right? They've done three. Yeah, three. We know when they did those celebrity seasons, it was very condensed. I think it was twenty-one yeah, days. Yeah, three like, weeks. Three weeks. Yep. Yeah, like twenty-one days or three weeks. Yep. And can you refresh my memory? I watched. The thing is, the funny thing is, I watched all three. That was actually the first. I'd have to say that was the first introduction. I believe season one of the celebrity season aired before season 21 ever happened because i was like i have no problem watching yes you're right it did okay see i had no problem watching a condensed version because i knew it didn't take a three-month commitment so i was like i can watch this and that's how i got into it and then the next i think the very next season that aired was was 21 and like i've told people before the only reason i watched 21 was because i knew holly allen she was a former podcast guest and she was involved in the bachelor world because she used to date one of the bachelor guys and it became a whole big story when they broke up she came on my podcast and then all of a sudden i see the cast list that summer for big brother and it's holly allen i'm like oh well i gotta watch holly i want to see how she does (laughs) yeah and then you know and the the thing was like cat was a dallas girl i live in dallas but i i had no idea who she was i knew nothing about her i watched the season she went she made it about you know halfway through but I never thought about her after that. I never thought about contacting her. It wasn't until 
because that aired in the summer of 19. It wasn't until 2020 in like April, right after she had broken up with what's his nuts. Um, the guy she had a showman's with on the show. I'm already blanking on his name. I know it, but I'm totally blanking oh. on his name. The guy she was with. Yeah, in the I can't house. think of his name because you said that. I can't think of it either. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but anyway, she was basically doing a media tour of going on as many outlets as she could to talk about her breakup with so and so. And it was one of her PR people, uh, you know, the person who handled her media that just sent me a, an email and said, hey, would you like to talk to Kat Dunn from Big Brother? About I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that girl from the show. Never thought about her since then. And then once I had her on the podcast, we just kept in touch and it kind of took off from there. And I think a lot, I, you know, I'll be, I'll admit it, a lot had to do with COVID. Um, I think <laughs> the times we were in, uh, Kat and I were geographically desirable to each other. And if Kat did not live in Dallas, would we have dated? My guess would be no, but that's just my my opinion. But um, <laughs> that's kind of how it went well, down. It was, very, it was big news when she started dating you. <laughs> yeah, it was still a really bizarre time. Um, but it's just funny to think back to, you know, COVID. So that's when it, that's the weird thing about that whole relationship, about how it started. Like it had nothing to do with I was, you know, courting her or whatever. Like her season ended. I never even thought about her just like I don't think about most contestants on reality shows once the season ends but yeah I didn't even um you know pat her on the podcast and we just kept talking after that and you know one thing led to another but um yeah for the the whole showman's thing I'm just like that's really really interesting because when you got engaged now that I now that you tell me the story you you finished filming your first season of Big Brother and you were engaged within how long uh, February. So we, fini- we finished filming. Yeah, September. And then we got engaged but in February. Okay. And then yeah. the other appearances started and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I definitely think with the All-Star season, if they go All-Star route or if they go um, Celebrity route, I definitely think they're not doing a three-month season at the beginning of 2024. I No, I wouldn't think so either. I think it'll be condensed. Like, yeah. it might be a month. It might be three weeks. But I would guess I would guess it's going to be like, like a short season. Yeah. So if it is a all-star season and it's condensed, it is something that would interest you and it's something you, <laughs> and it's something that you could actually do based on where you are in your life like you said with kids and Yeah, okay. I think it would be super fun. I mean, honestly, like I'm not in contact with any shows right now. I yeah. like you know, I feel like it's I'm at that point where I'm like ready like to go back on something and like get my feet wet again, as they say, (laughs) win another reality show. Um, But yeah, no, I would love to, but you know, I just think, you know, it would have to be the right timing and everything would work out. I think, um, I think we talked about this back when I had you on after traders ended, but I can't remember what your answer was. Would you ever do survivor? I would love to do survivor yes that's one it's only 26 days yeah now, but I would now it's only 26 days so it's yeah probably... and that's one i would like do 40 days like i would just think that it's one of those like childhood dreams that would you know i would always thought of wanting to do survivor um so i think it would be super fun and i would definitely love to do survivor but i don't know i hope it's in my cars we'll see if jeff probes is ever listening <laughs> He knows I want to do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I know I know that your kids are, I believe your oldest is seven and your youngest is about to be three, right? Yes. A couple days, actually, right? Literally November 11th. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I when I wiki when I wikied you I, I I saw that but oh yeah <laughs> I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering does the seven year old is he a, I can't remember if the oldest is a boy or girl the oldest is a girl, girl. Adora does, yeah. does Adora know about how mommy and daddy met has she seen it or no? she Still too we've young. showed yes we've shown her the show we've shown her how we met she gets she understands it but she doesn't. I don't think she fully understands it because she's oh she always is like, um I not like she's confused but she's like I know mommy and daddy met on a TV show so she like says it but then I don't think she gets it and she gets all like <laughs> embarrassed about it still and thinks we're like weird <laughs> <laughs> so I think she like doesn't get it but yeah she knows <laughs> okay it does it does when you watch Big Brother now does she watch it with you? Um, no, not really. She's not really into it. She'll watch Amazing Race. She's really into Amazing Race. Mm. Um, she's watched, she's watched us on Amazing Race, my seasons with Brennan and my seasons with Alyssa. Um, she likes the season, the season 31 that just came out with, or not just came out, but the most recent one I did with my sister, Alyssa. It's actually on Netflix now too. So if people don't have Paramount Plus, they can watch it on Netflix. Um, but she likes that one because she's like, you and aunt Lily had so much fun. Um, so she loves that one. She's, she didn't really watch snake in the grass. She didn't really like care about that. She didn't care about traders. Um, she actually, I would put on traders for her and she was like, I'm just not interested. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's funny. So I think she must, there's just something about Amazing Race that she likes. I think it's just because it's like a fun show where you like do silly competitions and travel around the world. Yeah. Have, have they, I thought someone messaged me this, that they have gone back to, Amazing Race has gone back to commercial travel and cabs. Yes. Yep. Cabs, travel, uh, booking your own flights, all the good things. Okay. So it has gone back to that. I didn't, I haven't watched yeah. this season. I, that's a show that I've never got into. I think I've. This I season you, is good. Is it? I will tell you. Yeah, it's a fun season to watch. The sisters are hilarious. The teams are really good. They had a really good casting season with this with the cast. Um, so it's been a really fun season. The challenges are fun. Um, this is if you got into it this season, it would be a good season. How many teams are we down to right now? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I don't know. I'd have to Google it. <laughs> don't ask me questions on the spot. Well, you're, you're watching it. You don't know how many are left? <laughs> no, I know. I honestly can't think of like how many are left. There's a few left. <laughs> but but it, it's not like three. It's more like seven. No, seven no. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. okay. No. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know where we were in this. I didn't know where we were in the season. Because when I think about it, it started the same night as Survivor. They're both 90 yeah. minute episodes. And Survivor still has, you know, I think... They're like halfway. 12 left, you know, 11 yeah. or 12 left. And it's like, okay, we still got plenty of time here. Um, yeah, I think everyone's like halfway at this point. I think the only one, I, I the only season I watched was, I think it was 12, and I couldn't remember one couple from it. And then I did watch the finale of the one where Derek and Claire won because I knew them from watching Big Brother. I was like, oh, I want to right, these two yeah, are in the final. Yeah. I want to see if they win. And they did. Um, yeah. 
Now, again, this is something I, I never watched any of your amazing race seasons, but and and has your, your has your daughter watched the whole season of you when you were with Brendan on it? Has she watched that one? I mean, yes and no. Like we fa- and we fast forward through it and we watch it on like in the background while we're playing like family game night stuff okay. like that. So when I say she watches it, she doesn't like sit down and like yeah. yeah intently she's seven so <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but she does watch like when we're like we'll play uh you know like board games we like this one called sneaky snacky squirrel um and then like we'll play board games and put it on and have like pizza and do you know fun like family game nights and she watches it it's on in the background and she watches it and turns around and like asks questions okay because um, I, I was gonna say yeah. I, I thought one of the things from your season with Brendan was you guys argued a lot just because <laughs> <laughs> on the first one, we did argue a lot. Yeah, okay. we did. And we I don't did. know if she comments like, wait, why are you? Oh no, go-? she did. She, she was very, I was so embarrassed and she was like, Oh my gosh, mom, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> and I was like, you're seven. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, on the first one. So I, I try not to watch the first one as much with her because I'm like, we don't need to watch that. <laughs> but the second one, we didn't really argue as much. We like, you know, we we're a little more in sync. And uh, but yeah, the first one, we definitely argued. A we had our fair share, but we made third place both times. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's impressive. Like it's yeah, it's and, you know, I can't remember how many seasons went away from, you know, I know it was after COVID that went away from commercial uh, flights and uh, and and cabs, but now that they're back to that, that seems to be, from what I've you know read and kind of just heard and and people that watch the show, they're saying it's just it's so much better because that's the original concept yeah. of the show, as opposed to hey, we can pull out a phone and just tell us where to go, <laughs> like Google, exactly. Google Google yeah. Map it, a hundred percent, because it's more fun when you and also like watching the teams having to like figure it out, you know, because it's like. When the teams are just, you know, they all get on the same chartered flight and then they fly to a location. They're all dropped off. They do a task. It's not the same amazing race because a lot of the like fun of the thing is like, uh, did the cab leave? Oh, my God, where'd our cab go? Or, oh, my gosh, if we don't get there five minutes before everyone else, we're not going to be able to get on the first flight. So that's like part of the fun of the show. I mean, we we used to like stand up in the aisles when the plan would plane would land and grab our bags and be ready to like run off the airplane. <laughs> like it is like a full on race the whole time. And that's kind of the fun of it too. You know, see, that's what I remember. I remember tuning into the Claire Derrick finale and being like, wait a second. Yeah. Cause I hadn't watched the show since season 12. I'm like, wait a second. Why are these people now allowed to just Google map where they're going? And why is it everyone on the same flight? I go, this isn't even, the one season I watched, this isn't even one I remember. And there, and then people started emailing me saying, oh, yeah, because of COVID, they had to do this. And then I'm like, okay, well, this show kind of sucks. If they have, it just doesn't seem as interesting to do it that way. You know? Yeah, it's not as much fun to watch. Because, yeah, because you get, like, fights over, you know, oh, my gosh, did you pay the cab? Did you remember to do this? Did yeah. you do that? Like, it's just like, a, I feel like it's um more fun with this setup where it's, there's chaos can happen and there's just a lot of different moving parts. So now I'm kind of interested in the whole production side of amazing race. When you're on that plane and you're on a commercial flight and you know, you guys are all on there. Some of you got on there. uh, You know, sometimes there's multiple teams on one flight, but sometimes 
some teams on a flight that left, you know, 30, 45 minutes earlier or 30, 45 minutes later, whatever the case may be. When you're on the flight, obviously they have to have cameras on the flight filming you. So meaningly, meaning that every person on that flight had to sign some sort of waiver to allow their faces to be shown or not be shown. Correct. Is that how it works? No, um, we don't get filmed on the planes when they show the photo, like the image of us sitting down. Sometimes the camera guy will, the camera person will, um, come over to the, the, you know, get a really quick shot of us sitting down or of us like putting our bags up just to have that footage. But like, they're not supposed to film on the flights. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that part of production is like something you don't really see. And like when they do film it, they usually try to get other people out of frame. Now, what about if somebody on the flight next to you starts talking about, what if they recognize that this is amazing race that's happening? Do they? Yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, Some teams get so lucky and they have like, I remember on season 31 that Colin and Christy were sitting next to this woman who was like, oh my gosh, you're an amazing race. And she pulled, gave them her phone and they were able to research everything, get all the information, get, they were just taking notes and writing everything down. And like, they got so much good stuff. Whereas like, sometimes you're on a flight and nothing, you know, you don't know anyone and nobody talks to you. And there's a lot of times when you're in other countries where people are, don't know what we're doing. They think it's weird. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk to us. <laughs> um, I didn't even think that but, would be allowed if somebody was able to give you information as part of a game show. Oh, that's... no, it's totally encouraged because, oh. you know, you're, you're supposed to research where you're going. Yeah. So, you know, we used to try to go to airports early. Um, we were supposed to try to get to airports early to, do research or sometimes my sister and I or Brennan and I would go to a lounge where they had like a computer lounge and we would beg them to let us use the computer, the internet lounge to use the internet or like the internet cafes. Um, because we were just like, okay, we have to know where we're going. We need to know research. Like what are possible landmarks? They're good. Cause they tell you, they say like, you know, go or they'll be so, you know, the piazza where, uh, so-and-so, did something right they're like so you have to kind of know what that is and you're like oh the roman steps you know mm. it has to, you have to know what where you're going so you're eventually going to have to ask someone you know a question because you're not going to know it they just happen um, to do so it you either the... have to wait till you get to the location or you do it in an internet cafe or you do it like in um you can do it in the plane and those two just happen to get it yeah. Oh, well, plane. that's just one example. There was other times. I mean, there's been times my sister and I or myself and Brendan, we had people. I remember we were in Uganda. Brendan and I were in, I think it was Brendan. No, my sister and I went to Uganda. Maybe Brendan and I were in like Kenya or something. And there was this, the, this sweetest woman, huge Big Brother fan. She was a missionary from the U.S. And she sat down with us and like talked to us about all like all the things. So we just had opportunity to like kind of go through everything that we thought we would be encountering half of the stuff you don't even do <laughs> half of the stuff you like write down addresses for and like facts about and then you don't you get there and they don't even go to those places because they they always find like the obscure locations you know off the beaten path cultural things that that aren't like touristy places mm, okay now that totally makes sense i just 
I never knew about how the production of it really worked, you know? Yeah. Um, because I never was, never got into the weeds of Amazing Race. But that is, I, I'm always more interested in, especially these reality shows that I watch, I'm so much more interested in the, you know, kind of how the sausage is made versus what we actually see on TV. I always like to know what's Same. going on. Same. I, I like that. I'm in, I'm fascinated by that too yeah. as well. Yeah. It's just, so. it's to me, it's, I mean, yeah, I like the finished product. I like watching it, but I'm, once I watch it, I want to know how we got to this point on certain things. That's what's always been yeah. interesting to me. So anyway, um, tonight finale night for big brother, pretty much know what's going to happen, but I don't know. Maybe Jag will surprise us if he wins final HOH and decides to take out his boy. I don't think it's going to happen. And that's going to cost him. Maybe the jury. Yeah. Maybe the jury changes their mind or the, or the jury. Yeah. Or, we haven't seen Dr. Will interview the jury yet. That's true. Maybe they have a come to Jesus moment and they decide, you yeah. know what? Maybe we are underestimating Jag and look at what he did to get here. Even though the only reason he's still on the show is because Matt saved him. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. It's just like, they can easily put that against Jag. Like, dude, you're not even supposed to be here. If it wasn't for yeah. Matt, you'd never be around. So, but it's two ways to look at that. Like you said, it could be, you're not even supposed to be here versus wow. When you made it back, you made the most of it and got all the way to the end when most people get eliminated right. the next week. So, yeah, there's two ways to look at it. I just think based on the, you know, the interviews that they've all done in their post-show interviews, they all seem to be, I think they're being flat out asked who's the biggest schemer, who's the biggest gamer in the house. And they're all saying Jag, they're just not happy with him. So yeah, that doesn't look like it doesn't bode well for his chances unless he's sitting there with Bowie Jane. So Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. I thank really you. appreciate it. Was it. So fun. We uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Um, yeah. and obviously you and I will be in touch. We'll probably talk. I'll probably bring you on again as we get closer to, uh, traders season two. Yeah. Uh, we can definitely talk Yay. about that. So yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and thank you. I will be in touch. Yes. Perfect. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much to Rachel for coming on. Um, always fun to talk to her. We'll have her on when season two of traders drops. I believe it's going to be right after the new year. Sometime in January, if not February, it's going to be early 2024. Filming has wrapped. That cast is boffo. Um, I mean, you got CT, Bananas from the Challenge World, others from the Challenge World that I'm forgetting, but from Survivor World, you got Parvati, you got Sandra. Um, I, I, there's some other ones. Uh, you know, I, I tweeted it out at the time that one of those Challenge Twitter accounts had confirmed the whole cast. It's not been officially announced on like EW.com or Us Weekly or whatever. They haven't. Uh, Traders 2 season cast hasn't been revealed by the um, entertainment sites yet, but it is out there of who's in it. And it's it's a who's who among some of your favorite reality shows. So I'm definitely looking forward to season two. The only person from Bachelor World that is on season two of the Traders is uh, Pilot Pete. Uh, not the Pilot Pete that is uh, on Bachelor Paradise currently. We're talking about. Peter Weber, he's on it. But season is already wrapped. I don't know spoilers. I don't want to know spoilers because I really, really enjoy that show. So I know season two is going to be longer, and I don't think they're going to drop every episode at the same time. So like they did for season one, they just dropped all eight episodes in one day and said, have at it. I don't think they're doing that for this time around. Anyway, thank you to Rachel. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. 
Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review if you do so. Uh, please make it generous. That'd be nice. Give me a five-star review. Also, the Daily Roundup is up. on uh, That was posted a couple hours ago on my feed. Also, if you're interested, the Sports Daily is up. That's on my Sports Daily podcast and that feed. And obviously, we'll be back tomorrow with yet another Daily Roundup and Sports Daily. So, for Rachel Riley, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.